here we are. We're back again. It's another edition. It's another episode. And good men through the ages trying to find the sun. And I wonder, still I wonder, who will stop the rain? It's that guy over there. Alex, I'm here. He hasn't got rid of me yet. And, uh, you know... Good thing for you listeners, because I'm still stuck with that guy over there. Jake, how's it going, everybody? It, it, we're, we're excited to be here. It's a, a big day for us yes. on my show. Why? Because it's another edition, it's another episode, and we're back. But mm-hmm. I was doing some stuff on the internet this week, and Alex, if these people wanted to see it, how could they do so? They, I mean, they could have. Uh, they could follow our Instagram page at Red Arrow Productions. Um, Accurate. There was, there was some... some We'll call them uh, uh, shenanigans that went down this weekend that I found hilarious. Yeah, um, they were pretty good. Then uh, they could also find us at uh, uh, Twitter at Red Arrow P. They could find us on Patreon at Red Arrow Productions. They could find us uh, anywhere uh, uh, podcasts are available at uh, my show with Alex and Jake. Um, we we we're, I mean, we're not hiding. Red Arrow Deep South posts hilarious memes that everyone should enjoy. Um, it's just – it's I mean – it's just awesome. It's just all awesome. It is. We're, we're doing our best to make ourselves the most accessible podcast in the history of the world forever. Yes. Um, and, and help us help us get there. Uh, you know, if you do, if you want to give us five bones, five doll hairs to, to talk about something you want to do, we'll do that. But, you True. know, if you're looking for a way to support the show um, and you, you don't necessarily have the, the money to throw our way. You know, one, one of the best ways you can do that is, is feed us some reviews. You know, if we earn it, if we earn that five star review, throw it to us on iTunes, mm-hmm. give us a follow, the share, the subscribes and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's a, the best way to support us, support the show and doesn't cost you guys anything, but, uh, but your time. Yeah. So, and, and you're, you've already given us that. So that's ha-ha. true. Ha. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> But but Alex, you you were talking about before before we came on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking about a movie franchise that has you very excited, and it's very topical uh, considering the time of year mm-hmm. and what just uh, what's going on in the movies. So, um, I for for all of those you know who haven't figured out uh, the the movie franchise that we're going to discuss briefly is the Halloween movie franchise. Uh, I I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. Of, of the entirety of the franchise with the exception of Halloween three season of the witches, which I have not seen because it doesn't involve Michael Myers in any way. Um, so don't pretend that one didn't happen. And I love all of them. Uh, and, and specifically the, the newest one, the newest addition to the franchise uh, was released uh, last week on the, I guess it's official release date was the 19th. Technically, you could have seen it on the 18th because of those pre-midnight showing things, uh, but it's fantastic. So, so wait, 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 wait. Uh, hold, hold the phone. I want to. I want to go back to a back. statement you just made because I don't believe you. Okay. That that you love every Halloween movie. Okay. Because I my first introduction. Honestly, this is my introduction to the ha- Halloween franchise and why I am not a fan. Um, my introduction to the Halloween franchise was Halloween H2O. Yep. And that movie is not good. Okay, so I would like to state for the record that none of them are good. That's not the point. <laughs> we're, first off, <laughs> we're talking about like campy, quote-unquote, horror, slasher, serial killer movies. Like, none of them are good, right? But, serial, serial killer movies. He's like, it's green, it's blue! Yeah. <laughs> what, but what, what, when you take into consideration that, like, Michael Myers was quite, quite honestly, like, the first of his kind. In 1978, like, Halloween happened. And it was about. So wait, so I this is this is uh, an area of ignorance for me. So okay. uh, Michael Myers is the OG slasher, unkillable dude. Yes, he came. He his his movie premiered in 1978, and the next one was Friday the Thirteenth, uh, which was in 1980. What? Uh, when was Texas Chainsaw Mascara? Later in the 80s. I don't know. Ooh, um, that, you don't sound certain. No, no, no. I actually don't know. But the the da, 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 
I'll, I'm fact checking. I'm I'm looking it up right now. You you keep talking. 1974. Uh. <laughs> Leatherface is the OG. No, Leatherface sucks though. Yeah, but he's but I didn't. We're not debating whether <laughs> or not he's. Yeah, it, this has nothing to do with sucks, Alex. Remember? Oh, it has everything to do with sucks because the Halloween movies are not good, and H two O is absolute trash. From like oh, a it's hot from like a movie perspective, um, like it, it it follows it falls into all of the terrible tropes of like slasher films where people run upstairs for no reason and. Uh, nobody can seem to like run in a straight line without somehow tripping and falling on nothing and, and all of those terrible things. And the killer always kills everyone except for the main characters who he like misses for no reason, because this is the time he chooses to not stab them in the arteries or something. Uh, it's a terrible movie. Res- Halloween resurrection is even worse. And that, one has, <laughs> and that one has Buster Rhymes in it. I was going to say, which is the one that had Buster Rhymes in it with, with one of the greatest scenes of all time? Buster Rhymes is in Halloween Resurrection. Don't just do that. We have to describe the scene because that is quite possibly one of it's It's up there with Skate Better in the lexicon, like in our friendship of great like lines from movies that just apply to all situations. So, Alex... Tell us the story of get his ass, get his ass, get his ass. I can't, so I can't remember the, the, like the, the character that he's upset. It's like Bobby Chan Lee, Chan Lee, Chan Lee. So Buster Rhymes character in Halloween Resurrection is obsessed with these Kung Fu movies that, that star Chan Lee or the characters Chan. I don't know if it's the actor or the character's name is Chan Lee in the context of the movie, but that. There's a scene. It's like a, it's like seeing a Bruce Lee movie. What's the character's name? Who? What is a Bruce Lee character's name ever? Bruce Lee. Yeah, exactly. It's Chan Lee. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. So Chan Lee um, is he's he's at, at one point. You kind of have to go into the premise of the movie a little bit. Where all right, go for the, it. In, in Resurrection, Michael Myers is all of all but forgotten about now. Nobody thinks he exists. He's dead, long gone, all of that stuff. And a reality TV show starts and decides that they're going to put people in, like, creepy, scary places overnight and see kind of who chickens out, right? And the last person to stay or the group that stays in the house wins a prize. But everyone who chickens gotcha. out is fails. Um, so it's, it's the classic last person touching the Volkswagen wins it. Basically. And... The, the for this particular episode, they decide the creepy place where they're going to put people is the home of Michael Myers, where it all started. Right? However many years it, it talks about, you know, it it's, dates it back to 1978, and the movie came out in 2000 something. So they're like, oh, 30 ish years ago, this was all scary, and so they're hanging out. And Buster Rhymes, it's not now. <laughs> if I remember correctly, Buster Rhymes is somehow he's part of like the cat the crew. He's like security. Something, yeah. He he's not one of the contestants, but he has to be there also. And so he's not scared at all. Like he thinks it's all gimmicky and dumb. And they've actually rigged up like traps and things that will jump out at the people as they come around corners and stuff to make it spookier. And so at one point he's down in like the basement or something, away from everybody, watching a Chan Lee film by himself. And his re- like he's so excited about the film, watching a fight scene or something, that he's standing there in the most Busta Rhymes of ways. Like he's a big guy for for anyone who doesn't automatically know that. Anyway, he's a big guy. He's huge. Yeah, six, <laughs> six five or something like big, two hundred plus pounds. And just yo. And he's like sitting in a chair. If I remember, like he's sitting in like an awkward position that's like too small for him kind of hunched over at this little TV, and he's so excited and he's like punching his fist. And yelling at the TV like, get his ass, get his ass, get his ass, get his ass. That's what I'm talking about, Chan Lee. That's what I'm talking about, Chan He's so, so excited. So the part of that that I find funniest, and, and you missed it, is like he he sees something that does not compute. You know, the classic, uh-oh, what's that around the corner moment happens. Mm-hmm. And he, he goes to inspect it, notices, you know, it's nothing. And then it's like, oh. Chan Lee, 
<laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, Chan Lee. <laughs> it's like, I got to get back to my movie. <laughs> that's like, to me, that's the best part. Just the, oh, uh, Chan, oh Lee. Chan Lee. So, yeah. So because of that, uh, our, as you said, our, our friendship lexicon was expanded to include get his ass, get his ass, get his ass. Get his ass. Um, <laughs> Just it, anytime, yeah, anytime there's a level of excitement or it's like if I decide that I need to use chapstick, I'll just go, oh, <laughs> like, like uh, Muse did in, in Clerks oh, 2, you know? That's so, oh, so, so back, back to my love for Halloween for a second. Like right, that was, right. that was a, I, uh, so friend of the show and listener, uh, Cody Bigger, shout out Cody Bigger. He, he uh, was the one that originally like showed me. Like like Halloween, right? And it was it was in the I don't know late '90s, early 2000s when like Scream was real popular, right? That was the new. Do you like scary movies? That one, you get it. Um, yeah. And so I was. That was kind of my introduction to the like the slasher film was Scream, and he was like, "Scream sucks," and I was like, "No, it doesn't." And he's like, "Let me show you a good one," and. He's like, check this. Business. And we sat down and watched like a bunch of the hollow over the, over the course of a couple of weekends, spending the night at each other's houses and stuff like that. We ended up watching uh, Halloween. I remember specifically we went one, two, four and skip three. And I was like, what, you don't have Halloween three. And he's like, no, no, no. Halloween three doesn't count. It's called Halloween because they were trying to expand the horror genre and and cash in on the Halloween the established Halloween name, but it's about a creepy mask company that makes masks that possess the people who wear them, and uh, its only actual connection to Michael Myers in any way is that in one scene in the background you can kind of see the hollow the Michael Myers mask a little bit. You're like, oh my god, there That's it, it is, and is it- I. It's like finding. It's like when they find they leave the uh, Thor's shield just like sitting out in in Tony Stark's lab. It's like oh, I found it. Yeah, and and it's 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 in the background. And I Th- wait. Thor's shield. You sh- did say Thor's shield. Captain America. I wasn't shield. gonna. I I didn't think we needed to go there. I was gonna let the listeners call us out on that one because I thought that would be funnier. But yeah, you definitely. I didn't know if you meant Thor's hammer and said shield, or if you meant Captain America shield because I don't remember what you're talking about. But. Uh, I'm definitely going with with uh, Thor's shield as the name of this episode. Thor's shield is is a great name, um, but they I want I my guess is initially, um, like maybe like the writers wanted to suggest somehow that like the mask that Michael Myers was wearing is what like caused him to go crazy. But then they oh like like uh, how the ma- Kane's mask in wrestling is it, like he's actually the mayor of Knox County, but the mask is Kane. Right, but that's apparently how it's explained. Then they then they realized that like when Michael Myers' character was like six years old and he like killed his sister, he he wasn't wearing the the now Michael Myers mask. So that was like a Oops. that was like a dumb idea. And so they backed out of it and just made a movie anyway and called it Halloween 3, which I refuse to see. Um Cody has seen it a dozen times. He actually says that it's a pretty decent like 80s scary movie, like like you know, it's campy and terrible, but they all were. And I was like, yeah, out of respect for Michael Myers, I'm just never going to watch it. It it's like the final episode of The Office. I'm just never going to see it. So as as far as you're concerned, Halloween three non canon. Everyone, it's non canon. It doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. And so I end up like I, I've watched one, two, what one, two, four, five. Uh, was it the the Curse of Michael Myers, H two O Resurrection, both of the Rob Zombie remakes, which I don't think I think everyone kind of accepts the first one as being a pretty decent movie. Uh, but the second one, a lot of people, uh, kind of dismiss it. They say it's not as good and it's probably not as good as the first one, but it's still really good. I don't think it gets enough credit. It's a good movie. I just watched them the other night. They're really good. And then, and then there's, there's this, this new one, 
which, uh, f- funny enough, was at least co-written by Danny McBride. No way. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, I re- actually, I forgot that he was a part of it um, until we until I went and saw it on the 19th. And it's... It, it's like, Michael Myers is fucking out. I'm fucking It says... Out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So... And it, it pops up and he's like one of the producers and like a, a and like it's him and like two other guys wrote it. And then, you know, it's got like a billion producers because movies take a billion people to finish. Um, but <laughs> I, I remember reading like like years ago, like 2015, 2016 or something that he and a, and a, and a group were like had purchased or somehow got the rights to write like a Halloween movie. Like they, they were going to do it. And I was like, Danny McBride. Like I drink, I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day. Danny McBride. <laughs> Danny McBride. It, like I was like, he goes to church right. every goddamn Sunday. And we're about to unleash the demons within him. Danny McBride <laughs> is writing a Halloween. I was like, all right. And I totally, like I said, years, years later, I forgot that he was a writer and then it showed up in the credits, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is that movie. And I watched it. <laughs> this is that and movie. And they, like, I guess minor spoiler, but kind of not really, is they, they like, retcon all other Halloween movies out. There's, like, Halloween in 1978, and then there's Halloween 40 years later. H4O um, happens. Yeah, that was the one I've seen. That one's bad. And they... That's it. Like all of the events in this in this new one only reference the events of the very first movie. And they do Weird. a fantastic Jamie Lee Curtis crushes it. It was well, it was that's... amazing. Um there like there there's only there's actually only one scene that I have any gripes about and to try to explain it having having you never seen it wouldn't make any sense, but uh, if you ever do get the chance to see it, Jake, let me know so we could talk about the one scene that bugs me. Fair. And like, I've never, I've never really been that much of a, a slasher movie guy. Like, I, I think even like, I was in like a freshman in high school, and I saw Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time because it just like the, those sorts of movies weren't in my world. I just never really was a, a horror movie guy, mm-hmm. and like, I just remember seeing. Like the at the very end of Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy pulling somebody like through the tiny window in the door that was really popular in in that 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 era, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's absurd." That's absurd. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just, I was like, the only way I could react in that moment, I was like, "You wouldn't fit through that hole." Leave it, leave it to young Jake to apply an annoying amount of logic to a movie that isn't ever supposed to make sense. <laughs> but the, like, That's the, absurd. Pro- the problem is like, it, it's absurd. It's not only that, it's like selective. Like, <laughs> it, it, selective <laughs> absurdity. You're like, oh yeah, I get that. Like a, in a like a burn victim <laughs> could ahead. have, could have like razor hands and, and live in your dreams. That all makes sense to me, but there's no way a human body's fitting through that window. Yeah, because these are the real world. That's I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm 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 super fine. With, again, you know, going back to, it, I'm super fine with the fact that Kane is you know a, a demon and he makes fire shoot out of the ring post. But I mean, don't you dare try to tell me <laughs> that, <laughs> that nonsense out of my face. I don't want to see it around here no more. That's I, you know, some people just have their limits. We just have limits, and you can't. They can't. Be, they can't be crossed or, or modified or changed. Like it's unbelievable shit right there. Okay, I'm taking a hard left. Hard left. because my brain just my a uh, red arrow hard <laughs> left. Uh, so I was just thinking, like talking about that, and you know, having to know made me think about Dirty Harry, Dirty Harold, yes. and the scene where you know the the famous scene that everybody is fam- familiar with, regardless of whether or not you've seen a Dirty Harry movie. You know the did I shoot six? You know did I fire five shots or six? And the the part of that scene that I think is super underrated that everybody forgets about is that the guy that he's talking to looks up at him after he you know gives up, and he says, "Yo, man, I got to know." 
And and Clint Eastwood points the gun at him and pulls the trigger, and it just goes click. Oh, it just but but for that moment, it's like I think that's the part of the scene that people forget about, and I think that's fan. I think that's fen- phenomenal. This, yeah, like hmm. I have to know. And it, because at that point, it brings into question: Did he ever actually forget how many shots he fired? If he was willing to pull the trigger on a defenseless man with everybody sort of paying attention. Like they know, like it's under control, but they certainly would have noticed had a bullet gone off. Right. Exactly. (laughs) They've been like, who's shooting a gun over there? And why is that guy dead? But (laughs) so it brings it a question. Did he, or did he not actually know that? So how many shots he had? It's, it's, it's funny that you, that you phrase this whole, this whole uh, idea chain thought process with the famous scene that everyone knows about, regardless of whether or not you've seen a dirty Harry movie, which is I'm in that cat. I've never seen dirty Harry. I don't know anything. The only thing I know is do you feel lucky punk? Well, do you right? All of the right. scene leading up to the part that you're talking about. And based on your description alone, I feel like, had I seen that movie before this conversation, I would absolutely have agreed with you that the best part of that scene is where he points the now empty gun and pulls the trigger, revealing that there wasn't a bullet in there at all. Like yeah. that. And, and I'm, I'm going to guess that based on the name dirty Harry, he's, he's a, he kind of uh, blurs the lines between like, like, you know, He's a cop of the Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's the quintessential... Damn it, Callahan, the mayor's up my yeah, ass. Yeah, the, the loose cannon. You're a loose cannon, Harry. I can't trust you. That that whole thing. So it's like... You're dead to me, can open you up. Know, you can imagine a, a situation where he's so mad at the bad guy that he knows there's a bullet in the gun and either shoots at him, shoots him, shoots, you know, is willing to pull the trigger and, and show him that there was a bullet in the gun. But then you find out that there wasn't, and yes, it be- you know it begs the question: like, did he know the whole time? Was he messing with him? What's going on? And I was like, wow, that is, that is, that is an interesting, like, like it, it's a very thought provoking. Like, was it his plan? It, it just came to be like, no, yeah, like, and this just popped into my head a couple a couple of weeks ago. It makes me wonder, like, if my if my grandpa knew the whole time and just expected me to figure it out. <laughs> Uh, he's smart. He'll figure. I wonder it out. if you go like that. Makes me want to go back and like watch the movie and like count the number of shots that actually happen in the film leading up to uh, that point. I'm sure if you can just Google how many shots did Dirty Harry actually fire. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's a YouTube thing of like somebody broke it down. It was like he actually shot eight, and it doesn't make sense. Well, it's the classic. I mean, the guns of the '90s never—you never had to reload them. They just kept. Oh firing. yeah, like I mean, forever guns have always held far more ammunition than they needed to because there's always that one cutaway scene of them reloading. Yeah, it's like or in or in uh, Die Hard, I've got one bullet left. Like, what do you mean you have one bullet left? You've just been spraying down the countryside, just willy nilly. Yeah, just hey, what's going on, everybody? Walk into a room greeting people with your AK, just pop, 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 pop. Hey, what's going on, people? I got some burgers. Like, oh, and now you have one bullet. Now you have one bullet. You, you're right. (laughs) You're right. I, I mean, you just walk in, Lord of War. Like, hello, I, I am the yeah, Lord of War. How are you gonna run out of ammunition? I have one bullet left. This is the bullet that, and then of course you missed. Did I? Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Ugh. I just wrote. I just wrote like seven or eight movies in a row. <laughs> in a row, like I just wrote an entire series of movies, and you know, some like eventually one day, way down the line, we're gonna be watching a movie. And at the very end, is going to say based on a podcast. <laughs> We're like, that's our podcast. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like, this seems familiar. And the entire time, you're gonna be like, no, it's because it's the same movie trope that's always been in every movie. I'm like, no, I feel like I wrote. I feel like this. I wrote this. <laughs> I wrote this movie. I did that. That's that would be a great name for a movie. I wrote this movie. <laughs> 
it'd have to be some sort of that would have to be some sort of like like uh uh in inception like meta movie about a guy writing a movie inside the movie that becomes the movie inside the movie that he wrote in the movie right like you would want it it would be like uh making movie history yeah like but you want to make the movie movie history, but you want to make the documentary about the movie titled history. movie history. Right. So you could say that you were working on movie history. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's several layers to that film parfait. Or onion. Yeah. But parfaits are nice. Yeah. But onions are in everything. Like my tears. Anyway, so right. you, right. had, <laughs> you had uh, you, you actually had some 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 um, uh, surprise wrestling related news that you wanted to discuss, and uh, don't don't say it. Like I that. I can say it like that because the listener knows Jake's going to bring it up at least once, and you already, you have, already have. So <laughs> we might as well keep going. There's no reason to stop now. Yeah, I guess I won't shy away at this point. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, it's actually quite a significant occurrence of recent mm-hmm. events. Um, the for, I, I will now say former uh, Universal Champion Roman Reigns came out um, on Monday and announced that for the last eleven years he's he had been battling leukemia and it was in remission, but it is back now. And so, wow. yeah, he yeah he came out and relinquished the title, and he's like, hey. Uh, kind of can't wrestle when I'm fighting leukemia. And everybody's like, yeah, it makes sense. Everyone's like, <laughs> but, you're not John Cena, so that makes sense. Well, the, the crazy thing about him is that he's one of those guys where everybody's like, oh, I hate Roman Reigns because he's being shoved down our throat. I don't want to root for this guy. And he comes out, he's like, hey, guys, I have cancer. And now all of a sudden people are like, oh, my God, it's Roman Reigns. I love Roman Reigns. I <laughs> <laughs> So, like, to a certain extent, that's weird to me, but at the same time, it is kind of nice to see that people, regardless of how they feel about him as a, a character, they can see through it all and be like, hey, you know what? It's it's messed up that he has cancer. I, I, I do think that that is kind of a... That's kind of a, a funny thing that happens only... Well, maybe not only, maybe there's other examples you could bring up. But off the top of my head, it's the only one I can think of in wrestling where, like, fans are are it's it's like it's easy for them to separate the character from from the human being portraying the character, right? Like, you can there are there are characters who are meant as you what are they the heel, right? Isn't that the term? Yeah, the heel. They're the heel. They're always supposed to be the the asshole, the bad guy, the guy who ruins everything. You're supposed to root against them, and then. But you, you as a fan of, of WWE, of wrestling, you don't want bad things to happen to them. Right. Where, like, I'm, I'm going to be honest, my sports hate is pretty strong in, in like, the football world where there are, there are, like, legitimate athletes where when I hear something bad happen to them, I don't feel bad about it. Well, the... There, that's an interesting way of putting it that you don't feel bad about. Like, I don't feel badly for Roman Reigns having cancer. Like, I, I do wish, I do wish him well, and you know, you know, I hope he does beat this again and he continues to entertain me because that's what he loves to do. You know, um, I say that 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 came off that sounded really weird. He loves to entertain you. Me. You're <laughs> you're the only one he's ever entertained. I'm I'm the true audience of one in your face video. Yeah, he stands he stands in the audience. Is Jake not entertained? <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm watching on Tuesday on Hulu, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he future dates your entertainment. It's, there we go. Exactly. <laughs> but, no, it, it's interesting though because you, you say that, but at the same time, like, I don't know. As a I, I sports hated Kobe Bryant for a long time, but like. I, I legitimately felt bad for the dude when he was dealing with that with the 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 trial, like having to go back and forth and like, man, your entire reputation is being just run through the ringer right now and all you want to do really is play play basketball. Mm-hmm. And, and like I want you know, I want bad things to happen to Kobe Bryant on the basketball court, but I don't want bad things to happen to Kobe Bryant the person. 
You know, right. <laughs> you know right. What I, mean? I, I, I absolutely know what you mean. And Kobe Bryant is an example of somebody who I feel that way about. I same page with Kobe Bryant. And in fact, also, it, it doesn't help. It, it doesn't help my Kobe hate that when he went and decided to play for play in the Olympics for every Olympics forever. It's really hard to boo someone who puts that much time and dedication into something. And that that's when I realized I was like, wait a minute. Kobe Bryant is a different animal and the same beast. That's absolutely true. Um, the the like the first example that comes to my brain, uh, like right away, as somebody who I do, I, I I can't say that I genuinely want bad things to happen to them, but I'm certainly probably going to celebrate if they do. Is uh, Golden Tate? Oh, He's yeah. like the worst <laughs> person ever of all time. Ever. Yeah, why I've I don't like Golden Tate either. I just he's just that guy. Yeah. So like if I found out that Golden Tate had like leukemia and was no longer going to be able to play in the NFL, my my first and very genuine reaction would be thank God I never have to pay attention to him ever again. Ever. Ever yeah. again. I, I hope I hope he doesn't like I hope you don't die, but I'm glad I don't have to watch you play like, football. Like I j- I just don't it, it's like uh, we, we've discussed briefly on the show, uh, I, I don't know, a dozen episodes ago, that like the the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. And right. I am absolutely so sports hate indifferent to like Golden Tate in every way. Like I just don't want him to exist. But yeah, and, and yeah, as a as a Seahawks fan dealing with Golden Tate, it's like, come on, can you stop? Yeah. Can you just go away? Yes. Can you stop being kind of good? And then and then he left Seattle and went to Detroit. So now I have to deal with him twice a year instead of like every other year. And I'm extra mad about it. Yeah, because for some reason the NFL has decided that the Seahawks and the Packers must play regardless, regardless of, of all anything. other all other scheduling conflicts. Seattle and Green Bay must play. It's like they're going, hey – you know what was funny? The fail Mary. We should bring it up every year by making Seattle and Green Bay play. Every year. Like instead of it being that that like I, I like that nostalgic callback when we meet in the playoffs or something like that. No. It's game seven every year is like, ha, remember that time? Good. Don't forget about it, because next year we'll talk about it again. The next year we're gonna bring it right back. Uh, but that's what I say is is as like a as like a the hypothetical wrestling fan that I could see myself becoming if I was a wrestling fan, I might not like Roman Reigns based on the storylines and stuff that happen in and out of the ring with WWE. But if I found out that anybody in in WWE was like had leukemia and was battling something so serious, I would always legitimately feel bad. Like Right. It's like you can. That's interesting. Because it, it's like, as I would view, I basically view wrestling and, and I think most logical fans do as like athletic acting. That's what yeah. it is. And I don't have anything against act like any actor that hasn't actually done something illegal to make me think they're a bad person. I don't have anything against them, even if they're in movies I don't like or play roles that I don't like. Yeah. I, I... You know what's interesting about that? Uh, John Lithgow, when he was on Dexter, he was so good at being at being that evil character on Dexter that I legitimately stopped liking John Lithgow for a period of time. You're like, I'm never watching Third Rock from the Sun again. I was like, oh, John Lithgow's in it? Well, now I'm not watching. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't mean that you want John Lithgow to get Luke. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, I don't want him You'd to be, be like, "Oh, that's that sucks. I don't want bad things to happen." I'd be like, "Man, I would be like, he was so good in Dexter, he made me hate him." And that's, you know, how I measure things. <laughs> that's how I measure. How good is it that I ha- like how good at making me hate it is it? And then I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> then it's doing its job. <laughs> Classic refrain. I love it. It's like you know, I, I hate that guy. Well, then he's doing his job. Wait, he's what? doing his job. Great, great job. So is, is like, how was the, was the Roman Reigns like announcement? Was it like a, 
a separate type thing or was it like during like an event where he came out and was like, you guys think I'm about to be a dick like I usually am, but guess what? Feel bad. No, he, so, well, he's supposed to be a face, first of all. Um, and so it's weird that he's not like, the fans boom because they're tired. They don't want him, basically. He's not their chosen, uh, their chosen specimen. Hashtag not my um, champion. Exactly. Okay. That's exactly what this okay. is. Um, and so, but so he comes out and like immediately you can tell something's up because he's not wearing any gear. He's not posturing or anything. He's just kind of walking out with the championship and he's got that, that hundred yard stare Mm -hmm. and you're just like, this isn't good because I mean, if you, if you watch for any period, any stretch of time, you know what a retirement speech looks like. Mm Mm-hmm. And he comes walking out with with the belt, and you're like, "Nah, man, don't, don't, don't." Nah, do man, nah, nah. And well, he he eventually says he's like, "Hey, this isn't a retirement speech. I want to make sure that's clear, but I just kind of have to go deal with leukemia." <laughs> he's like, "I have to beat the shit out of leukemia the way I did John Cena." Well, like, it was it was funny. He actually said. Do, 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 do. He actually said, he's like, yeah, when I'm done beating leukemia's ass, I'm going to be back to yeah, blah, 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 blah. But it, it was funny, like, even through the show, they were still posturing it. Like, one guy is like, when I win the Universal Championship at Crown Jewel, Roman Reigns is going to be the first one to get a shot when he comes back. And, like, you don't have to do that. Like, we all know that everybody thinks he's a cool guy right now. We don't all have to keep going and talking about it. <laughs> I just, I, it was, it was funny to me because, you know, normally I watch, I watch the first 15 minute segment on Tuesday, you know, I watch it on mm-hmm. Hulu. And so I, it's just kind of my, Oh, Hey, here's what's going on today. Oh, oh, I'm looking forward to watching this when I get home, mm-hmm. that sort of situation. And I was like almost crying and I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to go to work now. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's impactful. That's yeah, dude. Wow. It's like, I, I think about this, man. Like this is, this is our, our goal is to make this whole red arrow comic thing, like take off and be able to, to do this right. forever. Um, imagine if you had a disease that made it so you couldn't like you, like say we did it, say power tech takes off. Right. And we're we're making the money that we want to make, and we're we're doing the dates that we want to do, and we're going all these cons and stuff, and it's it's a rad time. And then you can't travel anymore, and you can't write. That would suck. Yeah, that's that. Hmm. Well, when when yeah, you put it in so, that like, terribly depressing framing, yeah, that now I'm sad. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was sitting there, and I was just, I was sitting. Well, I was sitting exactly here, actually, <laughs> in the exact mo- the exact spot where I record this show was where I watched that show, and I was sad because because interestingly enough, I have forty nine square feet, so that you know it's not a lot of movement from one place <laughs> to another to, to get where I want to go in here. <laughs> I I I love the the fact that you uh, you measured. I had to know. I, I got to know. I got to know. Forty nine square feet. Yeah. Does that does it? Did you did you include the closet space in that? No, man. It's not, that's not usable. I don't get to walk around in my closet. So how did you? So I the listener cannot see your room the way I can. They they're not on Skype with us. But like. Did you you accounted for the alcove and the door and all of that? But the door is not usable space because that's got to open and close. So, do you actually have no, less that, than forty nine square feet? No, that includes this little alcove where my four pairs of shoes are. Okay, okay. Yeah, and my and my sting mask and your deathstroke mask. Yeah, my deathstroke mask. I have my I, I got masks, he, people. He's got masks. I'll, I'll take. He a... literally has masks on masks. Is it? Yes, Diane. We all wear masks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take a picture of my mask. I'll post them on on Instagram. Oh, dude, the, there are some there are some uh, wrestling and comic related hashtags that you could use to get 
to get like seven or eight likes on both of those picks. Seven or eight, either either one, one. (laughs) either one, either one. Should should we talk about Instagram? Should we talk about my weekend? We we definitely should talk about the the hilarity that well maybe it wasn't funny for anybody else, but based on the situation I found myself in, I thought it was hilarious. Well. Me too. I I found it I found it funny the way that like the way it impacted your world way more than it impacted my yes. world. Like I was the one posting the things and no one I knew cared. <laughs> like <laughs> nobody I knew even noticed. They either 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 didn't notice or knew I was working. One of the two. Either way, I got nothing from my side. But from your side, I got text messages and a wellness check. Yeah. <laughs> that happened. That that was real. So explain what you did to the to the listener, and I, then I will I'll let them know what happened in my living room. So, I've always thought it was funny to do like lyric quotes that are nonsensical and put and make them be like make a turn them into a motivational poster and make them look super deep but they're actually super inane lyrics Mm -hmm. and the first one i thought was funny like i wanted to go with um blame it on the rain by millie vanilli Mm -hmm. and the joke originally was i'm quoting millie vanilli (laughs) right 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 that's the original joke but then i realized i could do a bunch of these and so i started hashtagging things with like Sunday fun day. First, there's your first clue, ladies and gentlemen. If I'm hashtagging things Sunday fun day. The the only way it gets better is if you tagged it Sunday fun day on Saturday. On Saturday, (laughs) right. Like I do I do Taco Tuesday on Monday because I live in the future. I live in the future. I I'm living in the future, so the present is my past. Boom. Anyway, so yeah, you let her walk away. Now it just don't feel the same. Gotta blame it on something. Gotta blame it on something. Blame it on the, the rain. rain. Yeah. So yeah. So I did that one, and then of course from there I went with I set fire to the rain. Yep. Because um, nothing lasts forever, even cold November rain. So and so this is like I kind of did one of them out of sequence. I feel a little bit bad about this. It should have been. You know I love it when the news is bad. Why does it feel so good, feel so bad? I'm only happy when it rains. So, oh, by the way, I should mention I've got hashtags included in series, motivation, hashtag pumpkin spice latte, mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. P- hashtag PSL. I'm hashtagging PSL. There's there's clue number two. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag winter is coming. Definitely not taking any of this seriously. Nope. Um, and then I put hashtag warm cup of tea. <laughs> I mean, the warm on. cup of tea. Hashtag PNW. Oh my god! I, I'm just looking at this. How I, like I'm f- trying to figure out how I got caught up. <laughs> like like share subscribe. Um, and then but yeah, I went. Now that it's raining more than ever, know that we'll still have each other. You can stand under my umbrella. You can stand under my umbrella. Ella, Ella, A, A, A. And then the last one, like this was this was the the destination I was trying to get to from Millie Vanilli. Purple rain, purple rain, purple rain, purple rain, purple rain, purple rain. I only wanted to see you underneath the purple rain. Bam. And, and uh, lampoon is another one I had on here, so you know, get, figure, figure it, it out. out. And and then, were it not enough, I went so far as to post the the, the movie poster of hard hard rain. rain, an intense action thrill ride. Oh man, it's a it's a good. One. With Morgan Freeman and Christian Slater. Ooh, ooh, you don't say. <laughs> ooh, I do say, so, Alex. I do so say. I'm... But I'm just, what I'm saying, yeah. So that <laughs> I'm posting these things, and I'm sitting there, I'm laughing my ass off because this is like I'm entertaining myself with our social media at this point. Like I'm just like, huh, what else can I come up with? This is funny. Like, super funny, super funny. I have so, uh, in, in my in my living room. Uh, 500 miles away from where you're posting. Not, not quite. 
I was in Eugene. It's still not 500 miles. No? No. How far is it? It's like, it's not that much. I'm going to look it up. You Fair keep enough. talking. I don't have any hunt. It's it's more than one mile away. Um, I was in my living room Accurate. watching football, hanging out, and I only caught scrolling through my Instagram. I, 241 miles. That's what I thought. It's not far. Okay, but you don't get to claim that's what you thought without ever having put a number out before you looked it up. Mm, I've made that drive enough to have a general idea of how you far it is. You definitely have, but you're like, you could have been like, I think it's like you, you saying 500... You saying 500 miles threw me into a, moment of, a temporary moment of confusion. Let this be the last time I listen I'm to you. I'm just saying sir. I would walk 500 miles and I would no, walk 500 more would if not. I could be the man who was it fell down at your door. Who, who'd walk a thousand miles to fall down at door. your door. Da, 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 da. Anyway, da, um, da, da. Uh, I proclaim that joke over. The... Um, <sighs> So I'm sitting there watching football and I, all I saw was the hard rain one. That's the only post that I saw. I didn't scroll through enough to catch the rest. I just saw hard rain and I laughed and was like, I kind of chuckled. I was like, oh, that movie's like a ridiculous 90s excuse for an action movie. I'm sure I'm sure he's setting something up for we're, we'll talk about it on this week's show. Uh, cool. Nope. I was at the end. And, <laughs> and so then, so then, um, you know, followers of the show, uh, my, my two younger brothers, both, both asked, asked the questions, uh, what, what's up with Instagram? I was like, I don't know. And then I scrolled through and saw some of them and realized like, oh, Jake's definitely working on something for the show. Like. <laughs> don't even, no, don't even sweat it. No big deal. And then the my my lady friend who is much further away than two hundred and forty one miles, uh, I text me and asks like, basically was wondering if you just got dumped, uh, or 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 some some other tragic event had befallen you. Because of the the sadness of these quotes, right? Like it's all like the over the top melancholy yes. nature. Basically, basically, pre wife doesn't know that she needs to keep her hands up when she's dealing with me. <laughs> Pretty much, um, yeah. It was it was just funny. She was right, and I was like, nah. Again, don't worry about it. It's it's gonna be fine. And she was like, well, I just hope that it's not you know personal drama infecting your guys's like business Instagram. I was like, no, it's all a big setup to something like this is Jake. We're dealing with like, there's, <laughs> there's like a plan, a, a plan B, a plan two, and a plan two a that are all working simultaneously when it comes to this guy. Like he's got something I'm not, I'm not sweating it at all. And she was like, okay, I would just check on him. And so I sent you the text and I was like, you're good. Like, is this, are we are we doing something like what's going on? And you were like, All right, basically, are you working? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, it was like once she questioned it, I I got there was that right. You know, it's two hundred and forty something miles from Seattle to Eugene. But then I was like, is it? And you were like, well, is it? And then you looked it up. So, I was over here like Jake's working, but is he? Is he? All right. See, so you can All relate. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot him a text. Hey, man, you good? Or is this like a funny thing? And you're like, it's a funny thing. And I was like, all right, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny, too, because like I was actually a little like I was a little indignant that you even asked. I was like, come on, Alex. I... Like, But it was like that weird, like, thanks for caring. But come on, Alex. <laughs> like... Mm hmm. Because I want to see, I want to see what the the actual interaction action was like. And the funny thing about this is the text that I just received from you is, "You good?" Because I fell asleep before this show. Oh, that's true. Let's see where where is it. This is this is great podcast material yeah. right here. It's super. It's super. It's got to be just enthralling for the listener to hear you scrolling through your phone. Oh, oh well. Hey, oh. doing the scrolling through my phone reminded me of something. I was at the shop the other uh -huh. day. The other day, and as as mentioned, I've I have a, a penchant for going into the pawn shop and looking at, at video games. games. And I walked out 
with Arkham Knight for eight dollars, which is an acceptable price to pay. Yeah, and uh, the the funniest part about it, I think, was I walk in there and I grab it off the shelf, and the the girl behind the counter is like, "Um, "Our computers are down. Do you have cash?" I like reached into my pocket, and I was like, "I have nine dollars." Perfect. <laughs> I can tell you that the my hot take on all of that is that uh, Arkham Knight is the worst game in the quadrilogy. I I agree, but for eight dollars, I'm not going to not play well, it. Well, I mean, no, you got to play it. You got you got to play yeah. it. It's good. It's it's a good game. It's just the worst of the four. So here's my my literal response at at twelve twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, you good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just having some fun with how many songs have rain in the title and how many people get caught up in the nonsense. There you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. And that's gentlemen. what I knew. Ah, we'll have that conversation. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be on the show. <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh, man. I love it. Well, you know, these people, since they've, since they've bo- bared, bared with, a, with us? Bore, bored, bore they, with us? They've been here. Yeah. Uh, and we we appreciate that because it could have been anywhere else in the world. Guys, make sure you're checking us out everywhere on social media because we do shenanigans. There's fun. There are fun things about. Um, so so check those good. Check out that good business. Mm-hmm. But, but for this edition, this episode of my show with Alex and Jake. Good night, universe. Podcast. Thank you.